0: Five, 4, three, two, one, go. Welcome to the China Jedi podcast. Shining humor, love, and light on Chinese life. For those living, working, or traveling in China, or interested in learning about Chinese culture, expat life, and foreigners' perceptions. May the smile be with you. May eyes are clear. And I'm and i the cloudy morning. China Jedi legal disclaimer. Please listen carefully. What you hear on this pod may or not be the truth, may or not be funny, rude, or damn right stupid. If statements are made by certain individuals from the human race that go against your preconceptions, conceptions, postconceptions, and selections, faith, tastes, or personal philosophies, please take it with a light-hearted sigh and slight shrug of the shoulder. Hold your head up high, knowing that you are a better person than they are, and that one day the force will strike down on them with great vengeance of furious laughter and unconditional, frivolous forgiveness. Sing you got the tarong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the
1: Hello listeners and welcome to the China Jedi Podcast episode 26. It's about damn time you get to me.
2: Don't be so rude.
1: We are recording live from Office 68, sitting above the beautiful Pagoda Lake on a Sunday morning, not too late, situated in the heart of Zhuhai City, mainland China, nestled between Hong Kong and Macau. Indeed, I am your
0: host, it's getting a little bit hot in the studio here, Chris J Bradshaw
3: and as always um,
0: my co-host today, help me out here
3: Anthony Benton, try Anthony Benton. not to be rude, yes. well behaved
0: Indeed, well <laughs> listeners we've got a couple of really special guests on today and getting quite heated too, we've got none other, let's start with, um, with, uh, with the lady of course first Your name is?
2: Okay. Hello everyone, nice to meet you here, my name is Deborah Morris
1: Deborah Mullins. And the man? My name is Darren Mullins. I'm married to Debbie. I'm from the USA. Excellent. Very good. Yes,
0: of course, listeners, they both share the same surname, so you would deduce that. Um, You would not. But of course, some Chinese ladies don't like to take the Western man's family name, um, like your wife, Anthony. Uh, But anyway, that's (laughs) That's understandable. (laughs) Yes, indeed.
1: So whereabouts are you from in America, Darren? I'm from Ohio, the southern part of the state. It's right on the Ohio River
3: across from Kentucky. And where are you from, Deborah?
2: Uh, I'm from uh, Zhongshan.
3: Okay. Yeah. Oh, not too far away then, Zhongshan. Yeah. The home of Sun
0: yat yeah, yeah, yeah. Sun yat Yeah. shang used to be called, right?
2: the Chui-heng. I...
0: Yeah, in the... in Zhongshan used to be called Shangshan, yeah?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: okay. Can you tell the listeners uh, your Chinese name?
2: Zhu Hong-tong.
3: Ooh, Zhu Hong-tong.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. Nice, nice ring to that, yeah. Do some good songs with that, Darren.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, have you? I, I'm thinking about maybe Zhu Hong Tong will never do me wrong or something like that. Oh, yes. there you go. Yeah. There you go. Of course. Uh, Unless <laughs> you're rude. Unless I'm rude, yeah. <laughs> um, Darren uh, is a
0: avid uh, uh, musician, as I'm sure we'll get into later. Now, uh, you're from the place where Kentucky Fried Chicken's from, then?
1: Uh, right across the river. It's like a three or four hour drive to Colonel Sanders' original restaurant. Wow, so there's like a big statue of him and like lots of chickens there. Uh well, I didn't see a lot of chickens other than <laughs> on the uh, under the heat lamp, but there is a statue <laughs>
3: of him outside. <laughs> really, it, is uh, it a shrine that people go there and uh, uh, ship the? Do they do the they, they give do they give
0: KFC burgers to him? Like <laughs> they put them down underneath <laughs> the statue.
3: Yeah, I
1: think so. I, I saw a little bit of that. They were you know drumsticks and you know, mashed potatoes and everything. It was like you know people putting food out for Buddha. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's probably
3: turning in his grave isn't he he's like don't give me any more chicken dealt yeah. with that my whole life yeah if
0: you can call it chicken can you nowadays it's a kind of form of what they call chicken but I don't mean there's any chicken in it is there well that's uh, another podcast that's a, that's think, a, it's another <laughs> claim I mean I've just put it out there might be completely wrong it doesn't taste like chicken not that happened for a long time you a, you
2: a KFC um, fan Deborah? you like a bit KFC? KFC so so yeah okay. but yeah, but, but sometimes we travel we try yeah we well, could.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. Whenever you're travelling, yeah, yeah well, that's what there is, t- isn't there, KFC? We are not
1: picky. Right. Yeah, she, this is one great thing about my wife, is she is not very picky at all when it comes to food. But KFC, when you're travelling, it's easy to grab really quick. Mm, and it's generally the only thing available.
3: Which right. is kind of a bit sad in a way, isn't very it? Very much because so. I, yes. I like to think awesome of... Asian food is kind of like the original fast food, right? The way they put it in the water, th- flash fry, yeah. sh- 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 done, served. That's proper, healthy, original fast food. not like mm, a Western indeed. poison.
0: But of course, Deborah's a lot more picky when it comes to choosing her man, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, she's very picky about you me. that's, <laughs> that. You mean know,
0: something That's a laugh of agreement, correct? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, lovely. So, as always, we like to ask our special guests... Um, where you spawned from in terms of how you got to China, um, what was the story, um, and how did you meet? Uh, so, I guess you were already in Zhongshan in China before. Darren, take us away on that, perhaps.
1: Well, I grew up in southern Ohio, where jobs pay about $6 an hour, 6 US dollars. That's about 35 RMB or so. that That's if you're a university graduate. You're so it's like, a chicken burger an hour, basically. Right, yeah. And uh, I was just... I wanted to go to Japan I heard about teaching English in Japan but that was a little bit too expensive because you had to set up an apartment pay for the plane ticket and so I heard about teaching English in Korea so went to Korea then after a couple years went to Japan I found Japan to be a nice place to live but it was just expensive. Where in Japan were you? Just outside of Tokyo about 45 minute train ride outside of Tokyo And I got to play some music there, but it was real expensive to live there. Yes, yeah. Yeah, if you went into town, you spent seven or eight American dollars one way, and then you had to, of course, spend that coming back. So I went back to Korea, and then I decided I'll try China. So my first introduction to China was Hong Kong, and I was living there, and I took out a personal ad, hoping to meet a, a local Hong Kong girl, and... This one girl from up in Zhongshan kept visiting my profile, so I thought, "What the hell? I'll send her a, a message." And uh, a few weeks later, I was on a ferry to go meet her.
0: Oh now, This is an interesting story, isn't it, Mr. C. Benton? Indeed. Yeah. So when you say put out an ad, now in the old days, of course, it'd be in a newspaper, but this was online then, I suppose. Right. This yeah. is a, a
1: specific dating Web- website. Date in Asia. Ray go. Date in Asia. It's um, a free website. You don't have to pay. You just have a phone number or an email. Upload your photo and start sending girls messages. Okay. Okay. Now let's
0: get Deborah's take on this. Is everything he said true so far, Deborah?
2: Um, how to say? Actually, uh, from the beginning, I um, is cannot tell everybody is good or not. It will uh, take time to get to know a person. Yes. And then finally, I find out uh, he is a good person. He is honest. How long did that take before you realised yeah. he was a good person? It's uh, five years.
3: Five years! <laughs> 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 oh, you got some yeah, standards! Things uh,
2: keep, how to say, keep changing a lot. After i back from America, and then uh, he asked me to marry him. What drew okay. you to
3: his profile? Yeah, what initially? was it caught you? When you looked what, at his why, profile? Why did you choose him?
2: Uh, because uh, he was the one who was closer to me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, so it's a location thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah the closer.
2: location.
0: Uh, you've got to be practical these days. <laughs> yeah, you got to be practical.
2: Yeah. yeah,
3: exactly. So you do not be getting to know someone all over the yeah, Someone are well. so
2: great it, it, it overseas but cannot see each other. That is a problem. Were
3: you looking at foreigners in particular or Chinese and foreigners? Or? Uh,
2: how to say, it? to be honest, I wanted a uh, Western partner. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> And it makes sense to, you know, go after somebody living... I mean, if you're a single person, there are lots of eligible people in the city you're in or the nearby city. I mean, some of these girls on this dating website were contacting me from the Philippines, mm. Vietnam, and, yeah. You know, Any Russians? I had some Russians got yeah. be careful, they're actually them. women,
0: because, of course, you hear about this. Yeah. Stories. Actually, uh, men behind the women's face, yeah.
1: Right, uh, you know... The Thai girls, they're not actually women sometimes. Indeed,
0: physically, absolutely so, Darren, yeah. 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 uh, Personal experience.
1: Did you consider that? Uh, Never. No. But I went to Bangkok (laughs) a month ago, and I swear that... You went
0: to Bangkok.
1: Yeah, I got a cold there, but I didn't get Bangkok. (laughs) I got sick there, I got a cold, but I didn't get Bangkok. You didn't get Bangkok. Right. But anyway, when I went to the 7-Eleven there, I was like... Is that hottie real or is is that a dude? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. if, if it was a dude, it was a pretty hot dude, but you know that type of thing is common in. Thailand. <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I, I lived in Thailand for a while. I, I know, I, you're I quite a nice time, there. didn't you? <laughs> but it's a nice thing about the culture. It's very yeah. nice that they're very accepting of because you know some yeah. people are born. Yeah, it is they no, feel actually like they, they're yeah. born the wrong sex so yeah, you know it's if they well, want, the want to be country a
4: country to be with <laughs> it yeah, so yeah.
3: yeah. Good, good for them so it's really cool that it's accepted so openly there. Yeah, right, it's amazing though i just
1: want to say it's amazing how they don't have any money there but they go through great lengths with the makeup and the surgery to make themselves look mm. like something mm-hmm. they're not yeah well or something they are yeah
0: well, anyway, let's be back off from Tyler get back to where you guys met. So you met online. Now I hear a lot about people meet online, they have a photo, and then when you actually meet them, they're nothing like the photo. They look completely different. Was yeah. that was was that with with Darren that he was completely different or
2: exactly the same. Oh there you go. Now, yeah, nice yeah, he is the honest person. Yeah, and, and what about
0: what about
3: Deborah? It was exactly the
0: same there you
2: as the
3: photo. So, so Darren D- well, D- well, D- D- wasn't Steve doing an Elvis impersonation or anything. No, just uh, uh,
2: use the natural uh, picture. <laughs> okay,
0: that, that's that's brilliant. That's that's wonderful. That's really quite lovely. And of course, how long later did you get married when you met first?
1: It was about five and a half years. I gave it some time. That's you know that's what you should do in a relationship. So after the initial five years of proving you are a, right a yeah. person. Well, you, you want to make sh- sure that, you know, you kind of make certain that, you know, if you're going to marry somebody, it's going to last and that you're not just after a green card or mm. a house or an iPhone or whatever. Before person, I'm right, or I I like have that. my own visa to America, yeah. I have a business visa. Yes, yeah,
2: so it wasn't. She, yeah. she got her own visa to New York America also, also, so so fantastic. I don't have this issue.
0: Um, I mean, my father says, you know, if you're going to marry anyone, at least live with the lady for one year. Right. together because you get to learn a lot about people when you live with them
1: right you? you know a lot about you know yeah. also travel with them because you learn yeah. a lot about them you know mark twain said that if you if you want to know if you're compatible with somebody travel with them
0: so uh, let's move on to travel then um in china you've been here how long now in china um
1: i have been here since September 2011, if you just count when I moved to the mainland, but if you count September 2010 when I moved to Hong Kong, which I do because that is China, and uh, so that would be, you know, seven years. Okay, so hell of an answer to my question there. Thank you very much.
0: Um, Okay, uh, so... Obviously been here a long time, traveled a bit, I'm sure, especially before you got married, um, listening to what Mark Twain said. Uh, where would you recommend uh, to go in China if, if someone was coming? Where's a good place that you'd say you should definitely see that? Deborah, why don't you go there? Um, I
2: think Guilin is our fa- one of our favorite places.
3: I like Guilin. Yeah, Guilin. Very nice.
2: Yeah. Yeah, natural beauty
3: just the, the whole And Kunming
2: and uh, sh- also, yeah. Kunming's, you Kunming's mean, spice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And you have to go to Beijing, you've got to see the Great Wall. I mean, yeah. that's just, that should be on your to-do list. And Hong Kong, for those who don't speak that any... Was, that was the sound the,
0: of the studio cat listeners falling off the chair. I'm trying to assault Darren. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
1: for people who don't speak Chinese, Hong Kong is a good place to visit, you know, to get the China experience and be able to communicate with
0: Okay, lovely. Well, it's really great having you on. I'm uh, looking forward to asking you the Sunday morning question of the week. Sunday morning! Sunday morning question of the week, then, Um, to you fine guests and the listeners out there to listen in on. Here we go. This one is What is your biggest addiction? What is your biggest addiction? Now, who wants to come out with their answers? That, I've got speed. one straight that's away, actually. For me. You go first. Go on then. Well, it's, it's got to be, has to be, must be, always is.
3: Sex. <laughs> that's, not my, Ventus, that's not my answer. I Nostra just want to expect from you.
0: For someone that should be able to tell things sorry, like sorry, that. Sorry, Deborah. I'm being rude. He is. He's, he's used to that. Um, no, my, my addiction has to be Haribo jelly sweets. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, forget sex. Haribo jelly sweets. If you buy me some Haribo jelly sweets, I will offer you none. In fact, I'll probably go into a room on my own, scoff them down and then ask, where did you put my Haribo jelly sweets? That is
3: true. I heard from his, uh, Christopher's young children that they had a pot of Haribo sweets and one uh, morning they woke up to find half of them gone.
0: Yeah, they're lucky only half of them still
3: there. To be quite frank. Yeah, stealing candy from children, uh, quite literally. Uh, I must have bought them it. Terrible anyway, father. <laughs>
0: uh, right, who's going to go next uh, with their, their the biggest addiction? Yeah.
1: Okay. Debbie, do you know what an addiction is?
2: Okay, she doesn't know. Okay,
1: I will explain to you. An addiction is something that you really, really love, like maybe coffee, cigarettes, sex, yeah. you know, whatever. It's something that you love. You know, maybe you love working. Some people are addicted yeah. to oh, I think I love cooking. Something you can't do without. Yeah,
0: Sorry, I like cooking. Cooking?
2: Yeah, cheerful Ooh. and cooking. Yeah. Okay, so that's
0: an addiction, yeah? Yeah. So if, if you couldn't cook for two weeks, you'd get really sad, yeah?
2: Yeah, I don't want to eat outside quite often. Yeah, I, I like to cook um, any... Andy Yeah, okay. Food, yeah. So no KFC. Japanese food, Western food, I can cook. Uh, no KFC
0: for you then. It's <laughs> cooking, yeah? Excellent, marvelous.
1: Okay, uh, Darren, raring to go. Okay, um, addiction for me has to be roller coasters.
2: Here's the crazy about roller coasters. There you go. Yeah. How many times you, you have you been riding? More, I have been over uh,
1: 7,000 rides on nearly 1,100 different roller coasters. You've been been on my
3: 7,000. <laughs> Actually,
1: 7,000 rides on you, el- nearly eleven 1, hundred my exact total of roller coasters is one thousand ninety
3: three wow. different roller coasters. That's you know, like, different yeah.
0: So do you categorize you you you've counted them then? then?
3: I've counted them, That's yeah. Nice, so we're good. talking addiction, like do you start to get the shakes and, you know, go cold turkey? Do <laughs> you don't, <laughs> need, don't get on a I oh, need you know, a <laughs> be
1: Yes, that that, that that does happen, yes. I you know seven days without a roller coaster makes one <laughs> week and uh you know how bad does it get with me? Uh, one time in Shanghai at Happy Valley in Shanghai, I was waiting in line for the the mine train roller coaster there, and I was waiting for the front seat. And this little girl, this like a five year old child, cut in her out front of, the way. of me. I didn't push her out <laughs> of the way, but I, I would never admit to that on the air. But, but anyway, um, after she cut in front of the line with in front of me, you know, after the ride was done on the way out she accidentally tripped and fell down the stairs oh yeah, yeah acc- it was an accident yeah. oh gosh
0: <laughs> right. I'm not sure what
3: you're admitting to that <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. okay so so look what happens if, if you can't go because there's not lots of roller coasters around where we are here um, do you find there's a substitute you can use like you get in a taxi driver and, yeah the taxi just go. <laughs>
1: Go! Drive down <laughs> yeah, here the taxis here in China, a lot of them are like a roller coaster, you know, they'll, you know, they will whip around like curves, or, you know, they'll turn onto another he seat, they just go zip, they yeah, they'll just, yeah, they'll just like, real quick.
2: For the direction, translation. Uh, uh, okay. I he took t- a taxi by yeah. himself. Yeah, she's well, great. Sometimes I have to have her them.
1: translate. <laughs> Other times, I can travel clear across China with no problem at all. But. So, what is it about roller coasters? They're just fun. I mean, so the thrill of yeah. whizzing around. Yeah, they're fun. They, you know, they, they take you really fast, and they, they all do something different, and they all serve. You know, some are like really extreme. Some are just a lot of fun. Some are for families, and and you know, even that's important because you know, I think an amusement park is a good family experience with you. Marvelous. Know, everybody doing that.
0: marvelous. It. Uh, that's. I, I tell you what. I would have lost a lot of money if I had to bet on what your addiction
3: would be, Anthony. <laughs> Easy video games. Yes. Computer games. Yeah, the new variety, right? Uh, what does that mean? The new variety. As opposed to. Well, re- every game you play, yes, absolutely. Well, I keep up to date with new games, yeah, but there's some oldies that are good. There's a lot of new games that are coming out that are done in old retro style as well. So you're into
0: oldies as well as news?
3: Uh, but yeah, no, I prefer newer games, but yeah, retro is fun now and again. Do you use a joystick or do you use a keyboard? A joypad. Ooh. Yes, now and again. Well, it depends on the game. Does it vibrate? For first person shooters, it does. Okay, marvellous. First person chooses a mouse and keyboard for, you know, jumping around platform games, and a controller. Okay, possibly. Desert Island, on your own, one computer game forever. What would it be? Ooh, I'll tell you later, because that's my plug. Oh, okay. Oh, if I had to choose, then absolutely. Battlefield, I guess. Okay, Battlefield. The Battlefield series.
0: Oh, okay, I downloaded Battleships for Zach this morning. Yeah, not quite the same. Ah, it's, got, yeah, it's got, you know, two of the same syllables. <laughs> anyway, on the go. Um, it's time for Guess... Who, 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 who. We've got to remember. Okay, then guess who? Um, where we give you some clues, and you have to guess who the Chinese famous person is. Darren, you have Deborah obviously to help you today. Yes. And that's it. I not know what <are> you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go then. His the first clue. This person was born on the 29th of November, 1835, as a Sagittarius sheep. She died. Well, he died on the 15th of November 1908, aged 72. You do know, Darren, that most people don't get this right, so don't worry if you hey, don't I'm get it right. 73, no? you, you could be someone, you know, famous for yourself if you get this. Yeah, so. so here we go. Um, born to a Yehenara Hui jung and that's the, the father, and Lady Fuka. Sounds like something off of Star Trek or Star Wars. According to Palace Archives, her father, who was an ordinary official from the Manchu Yachanara clan, was working in Beijing in 1835, indicating her place of birth was indeed in the capital, Beijing. In 1851, she was selected as one of the concubines of Emperor Shenfeng, with a few others among 60 candidates. So he didn't choose 60, he chose out of 60, and she was one of them. Um, must be quite a thing. She was styled as Noble Lady, blah blah blah, uh, being positioned in the sixth rank of Imperial Consorts. She became Imperial Concubine, blah blah blah, in 1854, being raised to the fifth rank of Consorts. She gave birth to Zai Chun on April the 27th, 1856, who became the only surviving son of the Emperor. Following Zai Chun's birth, she was promoted to the fourth rank, she's going up and up, as consort blah blah blah, and in the following year she climbed to the third rank of consorts, like a lead table, she's getting right up there, as noble consort blah 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 blah, blah. Um, a position only second to the Empress. How are we doing? Not so good. Uh, no. <laughs> her reading and writing skills in Chinese language, hard to find in other Manchu women in the imperial household, led her to regularly aid the ailing emperor in running his state affairs, thus giving her hands-on experience on the art of governing and also equipped her with very important data or data if you're from the United States, hmm. KFC. She gradually emerged among the most powerful women in Chinese history, indeed. Following Emperor's death and the enthronement of Zai Chun as Emperor Tongzhi, hmm, she became Empress Dowager. Blah blah blah. Now that blah 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 is the name you've got to get, okay? Okay. Not cool, blah blah blah. And assumed co-regency with Empress Dowager Xian, so she was joint Emperor Dowager ousting the regents inducted by the late emperor. After the demise of Emperor Tongchur, she took full control over the Qing dynasty. throning her nephew as Emperor Guangxu, she backed the self-strengthening movement and consented for the principles of the Hundred Days Reform. Finally, she then put Emperor Guangxu under virtual house arrest for backing radical reformers and attempted to kill her. This really is quite something. She initially backed the Boxer groups following the Boxer Rebellion, but after China's defeat at the hands of the Allied armies and signing of the Boxer Protocol, she started implementing fiscal and institutional reforms that saw the outset of China moving towards a constitutional monarchy. She is also, Anthony, the person who apparently made footbinding an illegal practice. Oh, good for her. Yeah, which we've talked about before. Some of her favourite quotes, because I can tell you one of them. Whoever makes me unhappy for a day, I will make suffer a lifetime.
3: Oh, pleasant. Oh, it front. must be Debbie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Emperor, Dowager, Debbie. No, afraid not. You can't give your answers to the end now. Oh. And finally, your tail is becoming too heavy to wag. Oh, uh, that's
3: a good one. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: So this woman is quite famous. You can imagine. She was, uh, yeah. She's uh, She actually... Just to give you another little clue, the, the last emperor that she brought in was the last emperor, literally, um, so that could give you another clue, Puyi, uh, but uh, yeah. Well, listeners, if you could see the faces of our guests today, they either want a KFC or they want some more information.
1: So, Debbie, this is your country, I will let you answer this. Well, stew what? on it,
0: stew on it, Deborah, because we're going to come back to it later, okay? So get your pen and paper out and uh, yeah. don't Can ask us Can we use mouth. our
1: phones to look
3: it up?
0: Absolutely so not. the
3: mother of the last emperor, right? Is that what you said? I didn't say that. <laughs> what was her sorry link to the last emperor? She enthroned the... Oh, enthroned the, her, okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: there was obviously a strong link. Um, okay, lovely. So, uh, did you have a question? For me, no. Excellent. <laughs> I have a question. Who
1: the hell is it? Well,
0: yes, yeah, so I won't be able to answer that. Let's, uh, let's move on then. we we'll come back to it later. It's time for Dway Because this is just the way it's meant to be. Dway Dwayne, Badway, then. False, not false. Uh, I'm going to give you a, a fact, and you're going to tell me if it's true or absolute rubbish. Okay? And the only thing is, you all have to agree. Okay? So you'll all be wrong and all be right together in one yeah. boat. Yeah. Okay. Here we go then. Dway B'dway. While training new soldiers to always keep their chins up, a small but very sharp pin is placed facing upwards through their collars. Again, while training new soldiers, this is of course in China, to always keep their chins up, a small but very sharp pin is placed facing upwards through their collars. How terrible. This Discuss. is in
3: the past or now? What, what are we discussing here like this is a past tradition Uh, or a current tradition hang on researchers are telling me
0: now is still well that could give it yeah okay (laughs) possibly (laughs) so there you go maybe
3: ooh what do you think Deborah?
2: have you been in the army before in China um done a couple of weeks in the army not really I am not familiar with this army (laughs) okay Darren
1: I'm gonna say Given the fact that this is Asia, and I know the Asian mindset from living here since 2004, I'm going to say this is true.
4: Okay.
3: Do you want, so, Deborah, basically, when they're training new soldiers mm-hmm. to make sure they don't look down, their chin is always up, they have a pin, you know, something sharp, so they... Oh. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's true or false? Maybe not. So you think false. Ooh, you've got a. Ooh, we've got a yin and a yang here. Uh, we American never agree couple. on
0: anything. Well, you're going to have to agree on this one, Darren. Yeah, I guess. I'm the deciding fact. Uh, which then. is an uh, unfortunate oh fact, dear. isn't it? What do you think, Benton?
3: Oh, it just sounds too silly. It does sound ridiculous, I have to say. Well, if you're saying that, then it must be true. But You'd then, like but then, it, but then it does sound anything. very
0: possible, like Darren's saying also, yeah. It's a kind of thing. Very,
3: it's a little extreme, isn't it? Well, here's something,
1: and I confirmed this this morning. If you remember the talk of the Y2K bug, and they were afraid mm. planes would fall out of the sky when the calendar rolled over to the year 2000, my dad heard that the presidents of the Japanese airlines would be put in the air. They were ordered to be put in the air. <laughs> so I, on midnight, on went to Herald in the year 2000. I went online and looked that up this morning. It turned out to only be partially true. It wasn't Japan. It was China. China Southern put their... the They were required to put their president in the air at midnight, before midnight, so he would be in the air at midnight in case the plane dropped out of the sky. They said, you're, you're going to make sure this is
3: fixed. So putting the pen well, That's a good way to motivate you, know, might be, you know,
1: Yeah, I think that's very possible. I think
3: yeah. I read a similar article as well where some uh, government officials in China were... Um, Saying that the river of their city was clean enough to swim in. So someone higher up said, Well, okay, you government officials swim in it then. Because <laughs> the, the general public was saying it was horribly polluted, but the government officials okay. said, No, 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 no. I mean, this is lower, lower down local governments, not like Beijing.
0: But I suppose what our listeners may be asking you, Benton, is what has that got to do with. No, just the, along
3: with what Darren says, you know, it's a way of. The, the, that mindset of making sure you're motivated to do the right thing, I guess.
0: Okay, so let's come together then as a team. What are we going to do? Oh, Darren, you've sure swayed
3: me. me. I would have said false, but now you're kind of. I think it's true. Swaying me to say true. Are we we have a democracy here, or, or, or what? what well, do you I don't know? know. We are in China. Maybe we well, should listen to Deborah. <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed to have a democracy in China. You're Chinese lady that. must decide. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Can we say true, Deborah, or must we say false?
2: I'm not. Sure. You're the you you're are the Empress
0: just... Dowager, Deborah. Yeah. So your final decision, please, Deborah. Yeah. Please give it to us. True or false? No. False. She says no. Okay. okay, okay. We'll go she with Deborah. No. False. Okay, we're going with false then. Marvelous. Okay, then. So uh, listeners, Dwayv Dway, while training new soldiers to always keep their chins up, a small but very sharp pin is placed facing upwards through their collars. True or false? Oh, special guest today said false. And the answer is... It's true. Oh, wow, yeah, really? Yeah, it's true. Okay, get rid of the Empress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't want any divorces on this podcast, Darren. Well, I'll wait and call the divorce lawyer after we get out of here. <laughs> Okay. He is joking. Yeah, yeah. Please don't hit down in the podcast ever. Thank you <laughs> very much. Let's move on then. I think, hey, it's time to get stuck into China Jedi Topic Time. China Jedi Topic Time, then, listeners, uh, where we discuss an interesting question from one of our many listeners. Now, this one today, Benton, comes from... OK, this one's sent in from a Mr. Dixie Normus in Hong Kong City. So he lives in... Hong Kong. And Mr. Dixie Norma says, why the Chinese have seemingly pointless military style meetings and dance routines outside hairdressers, restaurants, clothes stores and factories, etc. It's just so comical. So Mr. Dixie Norma says why the Chinese have seemingly pointless military style meetings and dance routines outside hairdressers, restaurants, clothes stores, factories, etc. It's just so comical. Now, I guess he's meaning, you know, you see it all the time, don't you? In GI. you go past places um, before these staff work. They're all standing up uh, to attention. Um, I'm guessing you've all seen that, right? Yes. Yeah. And Deborah, of course, you know what we're talking about here, being mm. Chinese.
3: Mm. yeah. So it definitely does exist. Dixie is right, yeah? Well, Mr. Normus, I, I think it's a bit unfair to call it ridiculous. You Comical, know, I think the word is, Anthony. If I... Well, I mean, yeah. you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but, you know, cultures are different and people have their different ways, don't they? So... Well, What's ridiculous to, the, to us might not be to them. Well, get, get a little bit of an intro here. Researchers always fill me with some stuff.
0: Uh, apparently, it's not so uncommon in Chinese cities to see large groups of uniformed workers lined up on the pavement outside restaurants, hair salons, real estate offices, receiving loud orders and shouting slogans. Add to the mix a cultural obsession with line dance, known as square dancing in China, and you get an unusual new approach to staff motivation. Now, in Beijing, and I'm sure, as yes, we've said, it's around everywhere in China. I've seen it in many places. Twice a day between shifts, when the weather allows, the entire staff of the hot pot restaurant Spice Village file onto the pavement in their eccentric period costumes for a meeting before gyrating for 20 minutes to thumping electronic dance music. Now, we all know that dance music, listeners, don't we, in China? It's that kind of pinky-perky music. Binky perky, 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 perky, binky perky. They just love that. Chuck in a dice and some of those holders and- And always ridiculously loud. Yes, always ridiculously loud. You can't beat the taxi driver when you get in and he switches on the radio to binky perky, binky perky, binky perky, binky perky, binky Okay, I'm going on far too much, okay? Researchers probably wish they had an electric shock they could do up to my chair i sure the listeners do as well. Um, anyway, a few doors down, the staff at Zai Zai, a spicy crayfish chain, also dance in plain uniform into more conventional routines. The unofficial rivalry has encouraged other businesses along the street to follow suit. Now, the question, of course, is why they do this. Well, this manager says at both restaurants, they say dancing increases fitness. It boosts energy levels and improves cohesion. Team building. Essentially although all workers are required to dance, no matter how reluctant or clumsy they might be. Uh, what's your take on uh, this? Let's start with our Chinese guest today, um, who's no, going to tell s- us what they s- think about this. Mm.
1: Uh, what do you think of it, Debbie? Yeah.
0: Do you agree to this, or you know, are you into this? Have you done this before when you were younger? I,
2: uh, <laughs>
1: Have you ever danced outside a place of business for your boss? No. Never. Have they ever asked you? Did they ever ask you to? No. No? (laughs) Yeah,
0: actually, I think we forgot to to ask our guests actually what they do. I think we did. Yeah, I'm being told to prod. So, Deborah, quickly, what do you do? Because obviously you don't
2: do that. So what do you do for your business? Uh, Sourcing and logistics.
0: Okay, so you work for yourself, don't you? You're an entrepreneur, self-employed.
2: Uh, yes, yes. Okay. But before that, uh, seven years ago, I have been working for American electronic company, sourcing company. I work for uh several different. Uh, Western boss before. Uh,
0: and they never got you to do a military sergeant? Yeah,
2: I never worked for Chinese except the, my first job worked for the bank. Okay. So you, yeah, okay. so I'm not familiar with these things. Okay, uh, yeah. a bank.
0: So they never got you to do it in the bank. Yeah,
2: the the first job was the bank and after that I worked for a foreign trading company okay. and a foreign boss.
0: Okay, Marla, so uh, Darren, what do you do?
1: I teach out at the uh, Beijing Normal University of Zhuhai out in Tangjie and uh, or at least I show up for class. I don't think they expect much more than for me to just show up for class on time. And But I do try to teach. I teach spoken English and IELTS and sometimes reading. Okay. And it's, it's a nice job.
3: It's fun out there. Do they have any exercise routines for yeah. your staff or the students? to you get and them
0: going in the morning, warm the students up?
3: No, we don't do any of that. But if you
1: want to exercise, they built a brand new staff home that has like a place where you can have lunch or dinner and coffee and play ping pong and they have a big exercise room it's basically a big gym they have a okay. a yoga room and a dance room so you can get some fitness
0: there. It's also called Anthony apparently a pre-work assembly they stand at attention in formation wearing their work uniform grouped by position in the company apparently so maybe the higher up the closer you are to the front they face one or two managers who give guidance, critique or encouragement. Yes, we've, we've certainly seen this. Other assemblies engage in what's called um, Guan Chang Wu, a less common kind of assembly which practices marching. You march around. Yeah. Now, although the assembly is considered a serious affair, the workers generally enjoy these gatherings. Would you say that when you see them doing it? They some do. Enjoy-
3: I've seen some looking a bit uncomfortable as well. I mean, they're having to get out in front of all the public, aren't they, and stand to attention and then dance to... Horrible music. Yes, that's. In that, my opinion. that That's
0: true. Apparently, the song and exercise routines of the modern Chinese workplace do have revolutionary roots, which I, I think we'll we we'll, we'll get into um, uh, it, in a minute.
3: It's been done a lot in Asia, right? I mean, you've seen all these uh, images of where you have, say, great big Japanese factories with, you know, hundreds of workers all out the front doing this. Oh, goodness dropping things that's the cat again listeners. doing uh exercise in unison together um now it's a little to, to a westerner i can see how it might be perceived as a bit strange but getting all the staff out together and you know getting them all motivated together before work it could be seen as a good thing but i have also seen some managers going a little bit ...over the top, you know, like screaming and shouting at their staff... ...and Ooh. literally like a sergeant major marching Ooh. up and down and... Do they have pins in their yeah, hands? Yeah, I don't know, possibly. Probably worse. So so they do a bit more than just calisthenics, then? Huh? Yeah, they're literally... It, it's the, some, some of them are a bit too overzealous, I think. They take it a bit too seriously.
0: Well, there's a guy who's done a study on this. Um, he's called uh, Colin Hawes, Professor of Law Faculty... At Australia's University of Technology, Sydney... Um, he's actually wrote a book called The Chinese Transformation of Corporate Culture and he says this very much is um, part of the culture of, of big Chinese you know, corporate companies and he says, he says one of the several different kinds of morning rituals that Chinese companies have introduced over the past is to try and create a sense of belonging among them. there's nothing wrong with that, you want a bit of belonging if you've got thousands of employees you want sure. them to feel that they are belong um, and it acts as a kind of daily psychological transition from their personal lives to the company workday Um, he told uh, this person on his blog. These morning rituals may involve aerobic-type warm-ups or synchronised dances set to music, but just as commonly they may involve lining up in work groups and listening to a pep talk, which, of course, you were obviously saying he was getting a bit over-the-top with. Some, not all. Now, maybe this is where America are going wrong, Darren. Um, Chinese are quite thin, right? Right. So... Do you reckon it could be because of these pre assembly workouts? Maybe they could bring that in. You of course work for an American company, you never did it. American company on average a bit larger than uh, than the Chinese corporate worker. Could that be something that maybe Trump would like to bring in? Get I, people, think so. you know, I think so. I think that down would be pounds.
1: a great thing. You know, I think we need more fitness in America. Yeah. And that's an easy way to do yeah. this. You know, people can get up, you know, they sit around all day. In fact, I hope I can say this on the air, but well, a you're going to say Americans, it, Yeah, I'm going to say it anyway. A lot of Americans, they want a job where they just, just sit on their hind end, like my step Okay, brother, thank you very much, Dan. That's, that's <laughs> but, absolutely my But, yeah, people need to get up and exercise.
0: <laughs> right, okay, so moving on then. Hey, uh, Deborah, do you actually know what they say? Um, you, you know, when we talk about actually what they say um, in these um, pep talks. Anyone know? No? Well, I'll tell you then. Record then go through it. What's our slogan? Shouts a woman leading the session. We are the strongest. We are the best. Lines of hotel maids in ship-shaped red uniforms stamp their right feet and flap their forearms up and down energetically. The slogan shouting becomes louder and louder, faster and faster until no one can catch up. OK, stop! Shouts the woman again. So there you go. We well, are the, the strongest. We are the best. All
3: those dishes around. You know, you've got
0: to be strong. Strong arms. Yeah, while the practice... Here's a bit of history for you. While the practice in corporate and office settings first became more notice, noticeable a decade ago... Its roots are far older, as we alluded to earlier, and combine both China's long tradition of collective exercise. People doing Tai Chi um, outdoors together is a common sight across cities, and the moral fibre-building efforts of early revolutionary mass mobilizations. They have the weather for it. I often say in England, you know, everyone goes to pubs to meet. It's too cold to go outside and do a Tai Chi class, or perhaps a, you know, pep talk in a march
3: well, it has been proven scientifically, hasn't it? Because, you know, in the West, that's what we need. You know, we need science to prove everything now. We can't rely on ancient wisdom and no. you know, common sense. got to be proven. But scientifically, it's been proven that uh, morning exercise stimulates your body, right? Gets the, the oxygen flowing, your circulation flowing, and it improves um, children's schoolwork. And yeah. obviously, I guess the same thing in the workplace, you know? If your body's got pumping and your blood circulating, you're going to do your job better, I guess. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating to stare and listen to you and actually
0: say something that actually means something. Makes sense. Yeah, very good. <laughs> it comes out now. Yeah, Americans, Americans quite like the, the coffee. not stop <laughs> me from saying.
1: The Americans like the coffee. They don't want to exercise. They just want to drink the coffee, coffee to and that wake you wakes up. them up. And there you go. Yeah, no, <laughs> they take it in a
0: drip, wouldn't they? Right. Yeah. They just
3: took it to their veins. They would do it that way. But I, I am curious, though. Deborah. You've listened to what we've said. Do you know why? What's your interpretation of why do chinese businesses make people exercise
2: oh okay you mean dancing in public? yeah yeah Um, why why do
3: they
2: do that Uh, well as we all know china has more old people compared with other countries those people who are dancing in the plaza usually are dharma they are either retired already or someone who wanted to Keep their body in good shape. Dancing become their major entertainment.
0: Okay, I mean, but, okay, good no. point. But that you know, these old people aren't the ones going to cut people's hair or um, right. working an estate agent, are they? So, but there is a facet of that, yes. There's a uh, so it's a norm, as we alluded to. So earlier. it's mostly for fitness, you're saying, basically.
2: Uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: hang on. Soon after its establishment as a communist republic, this is interesting. The nation began exercising along to radio cues from 1951. You'd have radio cues yeah. to tell you what to dance to, yeah? You wouldn't know that, because you weren't born Yeah, now, yeah, you? yeah. Um, If you are, you're looking fantastically good for your age. Um, <laughs> exercises together were seen as particularly important in times of national stress, of course, of which there were many, for example, during the Cultural Revolution. At that time, students would shout shoguns, st- slogans, like, Great leader Chairman Mao teaches us, develop sports, enhance people's health, be alert and protect our motherland. And the official exercises, did you know this? were updated in 2011. Yeah.
3: There is like a national... Dance. Yeah, yeah. like an aerobic, you know, where they, everyone seems to know exactly <laughs> the same yeah. routine across the whole of China. Which, you know, that it's was, kind of cool, it's a bonding thing, right? It, like you say, unity makes everyone... Part of the same. I, I
0: think in the right balance and bringing it back to the physical health you were saying earlier, right, which is linked to the mental health as well. Um, it, it's uh, it, it's a great thing. Now even in schools we have this too. Yeah, not in yours by the sound of it. now. it was always a bit more American. No, um, we're
1: we're pretty much we just we're going through the motions out there basically. Do you
0: have a KFC in your school? Or?
1: Uh, no, but we do have a couple of Chinese knockoff KFCs. Okay, here. excellent. <laughs>
0: KFDs. Right. No. In secondary school, Chinese students still participate in call and response routines while running in lines. Classrooms compete to see who can shout their class slogan the loudest and run in the straightest lines. And university life also begins with a two week period of military training based on the idea that this will promote student discipline. It's the same idea that inspires Chinese companies to start the day by getting employees to chant slogans like we will always win. It's a shame is isn't it? Because when they lose, hang on a minute. I thought we always win.
3: Hmm. Well, one, kind of, one aspect I liked about it, you know when you watch the old kind of like Michael Jackson uh, music videos, you know, you have all the dancers dancing in perfect Choreography. The, yeah, choreography, dancing. I like that. I think it's cool when you get people together all hmm. synchronising their movement. And a job I used to have, all the different departments, they had a competition where they all did the same exercise routine and the, each department... Was this in, in a UK directions English? No. Um, and it was fun it was fun to watch the staff you know all trying to see who could choreograph each other the best you know who could all be in unison the best so it was kind of cool
0: as you talk about that a swarm of birds flies around your head out of the window and they're all in unison (laughs) as well something quite marvellous about that yeah i I hear what you're saying. But let's talk more about the apathetical side of this, shall we? Because when I see a lot of these Chinese standing out there, they don't look particularly impressed, especially when you go up to them and start joining in. But anyway, that's a a story we're in over time, isn't it, Mr Benton? Now, apparently the phenomenon does sometimes arouse the grumbling of both people doing it and people watching it. One word to describe what one look onlooker thinks, apparently they wrote in a blog, is stupid. Well, that's not what Mr. Dixie Norma said. He said it was comical. Some citizens have called their local urban management offices in Chinese to complain about the noise caused by some establishments morning routines. And a British tabloid recently suggested time theft might be at play, noting in a report on a footwear company that employees spend 1.5 hours a week singing the company song and attending a pre-work meeting. Yeah. Um, Time theft. The company, Apache Footwear, couldn't be reached for comment. They were obviously still doing their exercises. <laughs> uh, now, the manager of a branch of a popular hair salon said that he's been doing a morning routine since it opened in 2008, and he says he does think it's a good way to start the day. There is something good to this. The first thing, of course, is to keep them fit and get a little stretch. I not know if that's been translated wrong. The second is to increase their motivation we call out, cheer up to encourage each other, says Li uh. yu manager of the branch. Uh, however, he adds that over time, the routine, which at one point took up to half an hour, has been shortened in order to pacify reluctant employees. Darren, you got any final things to say on this?
1: Well, I think it's that a don't good... Don't need to be bleeped out, please. Right Yeah, they won't be bleeped out. I, I do think it is a good thing that if you know, people start the day with a little bit of exercise, it does make them more alert and... It does promote some fitness and so on. And uh, I, I will also say that I've noticed that it's also a good way to advertise your business. I mean, if you got, if you're likely on a busy street. You know, you have all these restaurants and stores and everything around. It kind of blends together after a while. But if you see somebody out there dancing... Kind of draws attention in, Plus so the it, really loud. It music. serves that purpose as well. Yeah, the music. Yeah, it just it gets your attention, and you tend to notice that better. Because sometimes when you're on a busy street, you might walk past something you might go to simply because you miss it because it just blends in with everything. Yeah, else. definitely.
0: Oh, marvelous. So, Deborah, you you up for this? Keep this going in China. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm pro anything. Exercise. She wagged her hands yeah, she wagged yeah. her hands, so listeners,
0: and smiled gracefully, so that's <laughs> definitely an okay. agreement. Okay. Yes. It's time it's time to move on from the China Jolly Touch. So I hope we've um, answered your question, Mr. Normus. Uh, let's do a bit of Chinese. Jingle Jangle Jongwen. I wanted to make it real simple. Jingle, jangle, jibbly bits, John Wen style then. Um, okay, let's have a bit of Chinese that we can use. Obviously we have our expert. Chinese lady uh, in the house today with us, Deborah. So, can you um, tell us uh, something in Chinese that us foreigners can learn? But before you say the sentence, I want you to tell us where and when would you say this? In what situation would you say something like this?
2: Okay, uh, maybe uh, someone uh, didn't notice uh, some situation, very dangerous and uh, and then for example okay uh, the pinyin is a, tang lang pu chan wang jue zai ho it means the mantis stops the cicada unaware of the oreo behind
0: okay so um first of all let's let's break that down the the, the last word oreo, that's a bird right Yes. yes. Okay, so uh, one more time, the meaning of this Chinese. Say the Chinese one more time, and, the then, and then go through the
2: meaning. Ho. Okay, and that
0: means... It means,
2: you uh, know...
1: It means, she read it just yeah. now, the manus stalks the cicada unaware of the oriole behind, meaning yeah. that sometimes people are chasing after something and they're unaware of the possible consequences or the problems associated with it
0: so that's when you like rush into something is it or something
3: because right. Oreos are very dangerous
0: biscuits. Right. Oh, yes. Cookies. Yeah. Biscuit birds. Yeah. <laughs> so, Of course, it's Chinese idiom, of course, for our listeners. There's uh, tons of Chinese idioms. Uh, I've not heard this one before. Anthony, you're proficient in Mandarin. Right? I don't think I've heard this one. It's no, a good situation. one, right? Pretty up on being an idiot. Uh,
2: so I'm a <laughs> impressed about this because yeah. my dad told me about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, so. yeah my dad She's is the one that came up with this. Professor.
1: Uh, she's the one that actually, when you mentioned that, to, to add this, She is the one who actually found this on her own. She didn't ask me for help. I was like, hey, this is really, really good.
0: Why would she ask you for help, though? Because she's Chinese. So I wouldn't think any... I wouldn't certainly ask you for help if I was Chinese. (laughs) This
1: is is in English. Her English is really good, but she's not sure sometimes. Uh, For
0: the meaning, for the meaning. Okay, um, Anthony, would you like to... What what I'd like you to do um, is say the Chinese the pinyin again, uh, the Mandarin, and then we'll repeat one by one. After it. You have the pinyin there, I believe it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Deborah, you far away. Then Darren, you repeat in Chinese. Anthony repeat in Chinese and then I'll bugger it up in Chinese.
1: Okay, Here we go. Okay. Yeah.
2: Tang Lang Pu Chan Wang Chu zai Ho
1: Tang Lang
3: Bu Chan Huang Chu zai Ho. Marvellous. Tang Lang Chu Ho
0: huang
3: ho
0: So moving on from that marvelous Chinese uh, especially yours Darren um, let's, let's let's get stuck into uh, the uh, the great joke of War. yeah some joke OK, then, so what lovely joke have I got? Oh, how interesting. Uh, so we've gone from an idiom. I've been given here five famous Chinese proverbs. OK, famous Chinese proverbs I'm going to read to you. I'm sure some of them, I hope, are a little bit funny. Uh, number one, wife who put husband in doghouse soon find him in cathouse. Yeah, there you go. Very good. Uh, number two, war doesn't determine who is right. War determines who is left.
3: Oh, they're right, and left, left yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. There. Yeah. That's, yeah. A good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I've thing. heard both of these, by the way. Okay.
0: Um, number three A bird does not sing because it has an answer, it sings because it has a song.
1: That's my favourite one. Heard that before, I think? Yes, I oh, have. Smart ass. Um, okay,
0: number four You are an academic. Number four He who asks is a fool for five minutes, but he who does not ask remains a fool forever. Got to ask questions, kids out there. Ask questions, 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 questions. And number five, finally, an ambitious horse will never return to its old stable. Have we returned to ours? That wasn't part of the proverb, by the way.
3: I linked it on. Okay, horses are it. very ambitious creatures.
0: Mm. Uh, moving on, <laughs> hey, it's time for uh, Jedi Sif of the Week. Oh, we chat, we shim, we chat, we him, we chat, we shim me. Jedi Sith of the week. Then let's uh, let's quickly go through this because I'm being told we need to hurry up. As always, we go on far too long. Uh, let's start with the Jedi. Uh, no, the, the Sifs, The Sifs, The bad. The bads. The baddies. Who wants to go first? Something bad.
3: Mine's easy. Mine are go very on. very literal. Give me this a Sith. Just just negative people.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, so negative. Uh, <laughs> Darren.
1: Uh, the band would be the the small child that crowded in front of me on the roller coaster. Oh, oh okay. like wicked yeah. child! Right,
0: the one that fell down the steps. Darren, is that
1: that that's actually the Jedi of the week.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Okay. So, like, right. Jumping on there. Right. Yes, uh, Deborah. Uh, Phyllis, with your um, chinese poetry what's a what's a siF for you?
2: Okay, uh, for me, uh, really got uh, amazing good things. Uh, there were some really good clients who contacted me last week. They would like to come to China, discuss business business with me. I enjoy what i'm doing. hang on that's the, that's a siF.
3: That's your good one, right? That's your strange
2: lady. Yeah. We wanted the bad one. The bad one. Okay, the bad one is uh, happened last week. He had a serious fever and had cold. And then the Chinese medicine doesn't work. So he had to went to Macau Ah. to buy and then within twenty four hours he recovered.
0: Wow. Did you go on a
1: roller coaster? Uh, no, they actually the only roller coaster Macau was closed due to an accident. It it blew a fuse and Chinese paranoia. Yeah, the Chinese paranoia they, they closed it. So, <laughs> it was your, oh, no, yeah. so you're you through withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's, that's why I got sick.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean like a big dipper in the morning, Darren. Um okay, well I think we've done uh, everything, haven't we there? Oh mine, yes, of course. Thank you, Anthony. Uh well my SIF my is, um, yes, uh, so I bought some Xbox controllers off of Taobao. And they said they were Xbox, had a picture of the Xbox, they came, and they were nothing like Xbox, I couldn't fit them in the machine. They were just the worst Xbox controllers. They were called XB as well. But anyway, he refunded them, but he is my Sif of the Week, um, uh, Xbox Wang. Uh, Anthony, give me a Jedi. Whoa, positive people. Excellent. God, you really annoy me. Uh, Darren, <laughs> your positive uh, Jedi is...
1: Uh, the kid falling down the steps, okay. That's, of kind of, you know, the that's, that's a that's, that's a Jedi. That's, that's, a, kind that's a good of thing. Rather contrived,
0: Darren. Um, Deborah, give me your Jedi. You've already given it to us. Fantastic. My Jedi is the Phase One lifeguards by the by the uh, the gym. Um, as you know I go to the gym in the morning I don't do my military style dances of course uh, I like do my own thing and I have to climb through the window because they don't open the gym until 8.30 well for a good few weeks the guy would come in and shout at me saying you have to wait till 30 and I was like look I'm not doing anything wrong uh, I leave everything in the right way um, just leave me alone like, stop, being a, stop being a police person yeah? like, stop giving me the military style attitude uh, a few weeks later another guy came along and said look doesn't matter don't worry just make sure when you leave you turn the fan off and stuff like that, which is what I always did. Um, and so now the guy who used to give me a go comes in and he just leaves me alone. So I've got to tell you, you've turned into a Jedi. Yeah. Some <laughs> things you just got to let just go, yeah? It's not causing any harm. That's,
3: come on. Yeah, you should just let people sneak into your business. Well, it's not a business, it's a communal gym
0: which we pay for every month. So don't be a bigot, Anthony. Um, okay, let's move uh, bigots aside onto, uh, let's go CJ um, plug time, yeah, let's plug. If you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at China That's info at ChinaJedi.com. May the smile be with you. Plug time then, where we uh, plug something in the community or around the world, I guess, something positive. Who wants to go first on this? I'm going to nominate
1: you, Darren okay i'd like to plug my new greatest hits cd after yeah. several years of having actually nine years of having songs make the independent music charts at uh you know on these independent stations where like community stations or internet radio stations after nine years i decided to put out a, a greatest hits cd called the hits and oh, it has cool. a bunch of original songs and some cover versions some Irish stuff and everything else yeah and I've uh,
0: got your CD here uh, signed by the man himself uh, listeners and um, yeah we're going to play a song later aren't you for a yes, one of your one of your originals there it is Anthony have, have a check of that maybe um, the, the podcast that gets the most listeners you know it goes over the thousands ten thousand mark we can uh, send a CD out course, uh, yes. one of our China Jelly stickers in it that would be marvellous um, okay that's a good plug um, Deborah what do yeah. you want to plug today
2: I, I wish you can sing Diamond Reel songs.
1: she's playing my music. Why you
0: find don't
3: your sourcing
2: play, plus your oh, okay, Sorry, sorry, misunderstood. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm a tour guide and learning sourcing business. If anyone need help uh, coming to Zhuhai, Guangdong, I can help. Oh, there you go. So you need to
0: source anything. Um, and logistics. And logistics for, yeah. for moving things around. Yeah, yeah,
2: I've been sourcing more than 3,000 different items for Australian... All over the world, yeah. The, yeah. Any
3: types of products, yeah,
2: yeah. And this month, uh, October, will be busy season. Uh, I already confirmed four clients they will be in China. Okay,
3: this well, there you go. Yeah. Well, but it, you said a tour guide as well. Tour guide, yeah. So, yes. if any tourists come to town, you can, yeah, yeah. For example, people
2: from Malaysia or Hong Kong, they need to book a car. I have a, 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 race, a private That's car a good for idea. them, you know. Yeah,
0: and what about if someone wants to go on a roller coaster? Can you, <laughs> can you sort <laughs>
2: that out? I'm flexible, I'm flexible, so I can do any. Excellent, <laughs>
0: free and flexible there you go
3: um, Anthony my plug back to my addiction
0: thank a, you very much
2: new
3: um, new, um, new, um, sorry I thought that was a new video <laughs> game what are you talking <laughs> about you crazy man um, Runic Games the makers of Torchlight 1 and 2 have come up with a new game called Hob H-O-B check it out it's a lot of fun Hob Hob a video game very cool from Runic Lots Games yeah Runic Games yes very cool Okay, check it out. it's definitely runic, is it? I believe so. Not runic? No. Not are you, Nick? No, it's like rune, rune, rune. Okay,
0: rune, yeah, okay. Happy with that, Darren? Yes. Yeah. Okay, my, uh, my uh, pluggy is... Ooh, this is marvellous. Anyone interested in Chinese history, um, clearly you should listen to this podcast, which you obviously are doing, because you're hearing me now. Um, I would ask you to venture out a little bit and download or get a copy of The Story of China... This is a six-part documentary um, done by the BBC. The presenter is Michael Wood, who's a, who's a great presenter. It was done last year in 2016. It's a six-part series, Story of China, and they go through all the dynasties. Uh, really lovely. Uh, really kind of reinvigorates your flames of why we're in this beautiful land, because of its marvellous history that it's gone through. Um, so, yeah, the Story of China, 2016, BBC production. Very good, then. Let's uh, let's get stuck back into guess who. We've got to remember. Guess who, then? Um, do we have any possible ideas of who this person is before I give you the last clues?
1: My wife? It's your wife? <laughs> uh, uh, are you, uh, you sure? Of all the things... You know, <laughs> it's your bit. wife. She's dead, Darren. Well, so. oh, okay, well, it's, uh, somebody is dead, and that's clearly not my wife, but the way you described her about you know making people if you upset her for well you need to say something nice that's, <laughs> no, that's debbie you know, if you upset <laughs> yeah. her for a short while; it's like
3: you know tell the you to do you understand what you saying about you don't you saying like the quote sense. Sense. Says, anyway if, no <laughs> if you make if you if you suffer mm? for a day mm? you'll make him suffer for a lifetime <laughs> Actually,
2: I, I am a kind person, uh, but, uh, however, it, it was uh, someone, how to say, annoying me, or do something, write it back to me, hurt me, and then I, I, I definitely will do something. <laughs> See, I told you, I told you. Yeah.
0: You do have a rather large scar on your forehead, Darren. Oh, worry. yeah. Did that come from your wife? Okay, let's move on, yeah. shall we? Uh, <laughs> uh, right, this person was, as I've already told you, a Chinese Empress dowager and Regent who effectively controlled the Chinese government in the late Qin dynasty for 47 years, from 1861 until her death in 1908. She actually died on November the 15th, a day after Emperor Guangxu's death. Convenient. Prior to her death on November the 14th, she enthroned Puyi, grandson of Yixuan, Prince Chun as the new emperor, He then became the last ever Emperor of China, which is depicted, of course, very well in the famous movie titled The Last Emperor, which I'd recommend anyone uh, to watch when they have a few hours. This person's pretty damn famous. I'm surprised you've got no inkling of who it is. Um, Let's just go with a guess. Anthony? What? Qing Huang Ho? Qing Huang Ho? Qing Huang Ho. Okay.
1: Still no.
0: Okay. And Deborah? I
2: don't know.
0: You don't know, okay? Well, um, of course, I think mean Anthony's possibly got a chance Of getting it right. You guys obviously didn't give us an answer, so <laughs> don't uh, no. mind. Um, okay, uh, that's pretty bad. Anyway, the uh, the guess who uh, today, listeners, is none other than who was yours? Qing Ho, Empress Qing. Maybe. Okay, changed it again. I mean. No, it was what it means. Okay, no. The uh, <laughs> guess who for today is none other than Empress Dowager Cixi. Cixi, Qi, Cze qi. Yeah. Cze qi. Cze qi. qi yeah. not Qing. To the Qi. And I tell you what, um, I, I would recommend that you do a bit of background reading on this um, Empress Dowager. It's really quite an incredible story um, of her rise to the top. Uh, so there you go. Um, China Jedi, as always, for your historical knowledge and facts. Excellent. Okay, well, as always, um, I hope, or we hope, don't we, that you've had a, a good time in the studio today. How's it been?
2: Okay, I really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you very much. Oh, it's oh, Thanks
1: for having me. <laughs> As I said, it's about damn time. You yeah. <laughs> Don't be rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the first time we've
0: had Darren Mullins on, and surely the last time. Um, and, but, as it is the last time, Darren, maybe, uh, well, Last Emperor's Song, I was doing a piece of original music to end the show, so today we're going to have a real piece of original live music, yeah? Um, Darren's going to do one of his songs called The Couch, which I really like. Awesome. A little bit of a, um, a heads up for the listeners, Darren. Before you start, what's this story about? Was it's about a couch, right? Uh,
1: yes, this is about marital life when marital life doesn't go all that great.
0: Yeah. Okay, so, so
1: yeah, that's why it's called the couch, and it's all my greatest hits CD. A lot of the DJs like it; they like it in the clubs. The people in the clubs like hearing this song, so I'll play it for you right now. Here it goes.
4: I came home about half past eight. She and me asked me why I was so late. And, oh,
1: Started crying, like I knew she was
0: This is China Jedi, people. Thank you for listening to the China Jedi podcast. Shining humor, love and light on Chinese life.
3: May the smile be with you. Psst.